Hello, 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 guys. Um, I am so happy because this week I am interviewing Floor Bolini. So I got to give you a little backstory because I reached out to Floor on Instagram. I hit her up right in those DMs and I, I <laughs> didn't think she would ever respond to me, but she did. So I found out about her by an article I read in Fortune Magazine with Tim Ferriss. And in the article, Tim Ferriss, he mentions Floor's effort in changing the way we think of healthcare. Um, she created these global clinics. It's all over the world, you guys, called Nana. And I just became so interested in Floor, more like kind of obsessed. So I reached out to her and she agreed to be on Woke. I was, I'm so thrilled. I feel like we're all so lucky that she's, that you get to hear from her today. So who is she? So Floor is a psychedelic facilitator who trained within an African shamanic tradition. And her mission in life is to inspire and empower individuals to be who they truly are. So she designed a way to help people tap into their intrinsic power and to start making decisions from the heart. And she believes that for each of us to make a true social impact, that we all need to address the issues of our heart. So she created Nana. And Nana is the world's first comprehensive, integrative therapy solution. It is different than anything we've ever done before. And we're also like talking on a global scale. This is going to change the world of healthcare. And she explains so beautifully in the episode that Western, in the Western medical world up until now, it's treated the mind with psychotherapy and the body with surgeries and pharmaceuticals, but no one addresses the heart. And I don't mean like the physical heart, but I mean like the brokenness of one's heart. So at Nana, it's like they treat the mind and the heart together to further healing and address mental health. And they just have, they have professionals there holding your hand throughout the whole process. It's like integrated. Um, in, the, in this episode, in the show specifically that we're doing today, we focus on what legal substances we can use here in the U.S. as of right now. So there's so many plant medicines, but they're not legal here. Um, but ketamine and CBD are. So ketamine treatment, you guys, is fascinating to me. It is helping people break out of their depressive episodes that, I mean, like years of traditional antidepressants and going to therapy that like those methods have just kept status quo on. And in the show, Floor challenges you all, the listeners, to open your mind when it comes to new therapies like ketamine and plant medicines. Um, she states that you can't know what you've never known. So to truly know something and have an accurate opinion on it, first you have to open your mind to a new possibility. And then personal experience is crucial. So, I mean, without further ado, I'm just so happy to introduce you guys to Floor Bellini founder at Nana. Welcome to another episode of Woke with Wesley. I'm Wesley. And today I'm like, I'm pinching myself because I bagged Flora Bellini. She's a big deal, you guys. Flora, what's up? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me. I was telling her earlier, I mean, I feel like I tricked her on here. Somehow I got her. I've been following her for about a year. You're doing huge things. I call it in the alternative health healing modalities, but it's beyond that. And you're going to school us on the whole thing, <laughs> but you're making moves. You're a mover and a shaker. You're doing a lot of big things. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm just excited. It's my favorite. This stuff is my favorite topic in the world to talk about. It's like, it never gets old, never gets boring to me. And to have an expert like you come on and educate us, I just feel like me and the listeners, we're, we're super lucky to scoop you up. So I'm stoked. Thank you. So can you tell us before we get into everything, I'm, I'm really curious about you. Like what makes you, you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Of course. What do you want to know? Uh, well, first of all, where are you from? I'm Argentinian. I come from the end of the world. The end of the world. And when I was looking you up, I'm like, wait, this girl has been everywhere. Africa, <laughs> Barcelona. Right now you're in LA. Like you're just all over the place. You're in the United States now though, correct? Yes. I am in Venice Beach right now. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's cool. So, so I know that for us, for you and I, who were very comfortable in this field, it's not taboo at all to talk about the things that we like to talk about, which is plant medicines, alternative healing modalities. Um, it's normal for us, but for the majority of the population, this is so taboo. This is like they taught us in dare class to just say no to drugs. And, and this is your brain on LSD and it's like a fried egg and this is just embedded in, into us from like the 60s and the 70s that drugs of all sorts and all kinds are terrible to just say no. So in the last decade or so, longer than that, but, but really just for the general population, there's been this surgence of, of people exploring in, in other plant medicines and in a different way to feel better. And I know that for me, it changed my life. Like I did ayahuasca, I did four ceremonies and it was the most profound thing. I put it up there with the birth of my children, just yes. healing. And it wasn't even like it changed me. It was like, I kind of came home to me. So I'm an advocate. I love it. I'm all about it. But I know that you deal with a lot of misconceptions and kind of trying to educate people on, on what's really going on here. So I want you to educate us. What <laughs> misconceptions do we have about these, these drugs? Well, that's a great question because it's kind of, it's, it's like the opposite exactly, right? It's like a need, it's 180 degrees, the opposite of what they tell us, right? It's not that it's like a hundred percent different. No, it's literally the opposite, right? Yes. But they portray that as kind of legal or good for us end up being the most harmful drugs available to man. And, you know, I always... I grew up agnostic with no faith. My mom is a Freudian psychologist. So for me, kind of, I had to, I don't believe that it works or it doesn't work, right? It's like still a belief, uh, both. So unless that you have the experience, I think that you're just talking, you know, of something that you don't know. And so for my experience, when, when it comes, you know, it's like discernment is key. So when I heard about ayahuasca from a therapist, actually, and I started Googling and finding papers of the UN or the UNESCO, you know, like treating addicts for like, you know, like a really long time and that 75% of these addicts weren't coming back. I'm like, well, these are solid facts, way more solid than the opinion of misinformed people that is kind of based on fear and judgment, right? So that kind of always been my path is common sense doing my research. And then based on that discernment is that I go and I have the experience. So today I've never tried cocaine in my life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't drink alcohol. And actually, if you look how harmful alcohol is for the mind, for the body, how it's related to seven different forms of cancer, when actually there, and there is no really research around that. So I think that there comes a point in life when we realize that not necessarily the things that are out there are in pursuit of our happiness, of our health, and that one has to take that responsibility of their, their own research. And kind of as a scientist would do, you mm -hmm. basically have a clean slate. You don't base these big decisions of what someone else is telling you. So, right? And, and the experience of that, as you say, this a common constant thing that repeats itself. Everyone who's tried repeat the same. It's been one of the most meaningful things in my life, period, right? Yes. Because there is this situation that uh, because it's, you know, uh, illegal or unregulated, it creates a lot of problems around that because there is no professionalism, there is no medicinal grade, there is a lot of, you know, gray or dark areas and so that created a lot of the problem of which hands do you end up with right um but i think that especially being in the u.s ketamine for depression has been legalized federally meaning by the fda so today there is a solution that people can have that is way more efficient for depression without having to to go a more you know um let's say complex route that would be plant medicines in South America mm -hmm. or Africa and so forth. And so just to keep it very locally speaking, and that is why we are setting up NANA is 
clearly the world is starting to realize that whatever is legal is not working. There is kind of an epidemic, an increasing epidemic of mental disorders, right? Not only because people are not happy, because also the accumulation of consuming drugs, either those are alcohol or sugar or processed food, right? Or even the repression of our own life force, as in, you know, so much stigma around sexuality when it's where we come from. It's like yes. kind of things that we live in the world upside down, right? It's all uh, twisted. It's all twisted. Yeah. It really is. So ketamine is something that I've personally I've never I've never used, but I've been reading so much much research on it. And it is I'll let you explain. You're the expert, but it really is. It is curing people's depression in just a few therapeutic and you're with them like a therapist during these ketamine sessions correct i would say this ketamine is not curing at the same way that not psychoactive medicine is curing anything mm -hmm. but it, they do provide a window a step of opportunity right to be able to first have like this breath of air you know to kind of like if like if they plug your soul to the power for a bit, right? In which you can experience yourself out of your mind. So it's like out of yourself. So this like you dissociate yourself out of your mind. So this idea of or this experience, better to say, that I am not my mind is very powerful to understand when you never had that experience before. That is like, oh, there is a sense of self that is yeah. not my head. And so then from that place, you can start then working in building that sense of self and how do I live in this space that is not my mind. And my mind, actually, I can see that it's like a wild elephant that I have up there that now I have to find the ways in how to start taming this wild animal. It's and like you get out of your own way. For the first time in your life, you get out of your own way and you can see things clearly for the first time. Right, and that, that is, oh, this Descartes that said, I think that, uh, therefore I am, he was wrong, yeah. <laughs> massively wrong. And so the same way that the heroic dose was massively wrong. It's not irrespectful to do really small doses and progressive dosing. You know, it's like actually the more the feminine way. And, and so the feminine way tapped with a scientific approach of, you know, first inform yourself and then based on that make your own discernment and based on that then go into an experience slowly slowly for me it seems a way more proactive grounding and clever savvy way that just trusting what they you know they want to make you believe and then at the end of the day it's like how can you be medicated for depression for 20 30 years and then there's never it just doesn't work it just keep on getting worse actually right i so, couldn't agree more Right. And so then it's common sense. It's like, like well, let's just think about these things, right? Um, and so I think that the, to make clear is there is no magic pill. Unfortunately, we have to do the work. But the possibility that psychoactives produce is this, is to disentangle this idea that I am my mind, to have the experience to see ourselves out of that space. And it's like, oh, look at this and so how does it feel and you never forget the feeling of yes right it's like and i think that with plant medicine probably the spirit of the of the plant is you know especially the one you take is way more present than when you're working with chemical compounds but regardless i mean it's a big compromise to work with ketamine than to work you know with a natural psychoactive medicine but having said it's a hundred x it's a hundred times better than to work with antidepressant that creates side effects, right? And even if it's, we have these also antidepressant inside our body. And so really to exercise, create the same kind of feel good hormones that we have within than if you take externally as an, an antidepressant and it has no side effects. Yeah. I think it doesn't cost money also, right? So when I think when, when medicine or when healing is attached with profit, then it, it completely changed the game. Yeah. Then, you know, it changed like, am I healing you? It's like, no, actually we can't invest in cures because then there is no business. And so I think it's important that people know this and then they can make their own decisions, right? So 
the, the proposition we have with NANA, the, the, the reason for NANA to exist is also the psychoactive alone is not enough. Mm -hmm. And also just to try to integrate that experience alone, it's also not enough. The psychoactive experience has to be used as the booster, as that courage, as that extra force that it gives you. It's like a kickstart. Exactly. Kickstarts, yes. Yes. And so in that window of opportunity that you have this motivation that you manage to get out of bed, out of that depression, and suddenly it's like... <gasps> there is something more in life than meet the eye, right? There is a hope kind of thing. You use that opportunity to introduce yourself, all the different practices that are basically lifestyle practices at its core, right? That are the ones that are going to help you change your life and therefore heal your mind. It's amazing. Right? And this is what Nana does. It doesn't Nana. So you, you have the, you do the research, you get yourself prepared. You also help prepare the people for the experience that they're about to have. But then the best part about it to me, like the most profound, like why isn't everyone in the world doing this? It's the integration. Yeah. The, you help them walk through this whole thing and like hand in hand and with professionals who know what they're doing. And I think that that is where, We've gone so wrong in our past, but yes. Nana is doing it. I mean, Tim yeah. Ferriss, I, I read that Tim Ferriss compared you to, um, what's her name? Catherine McCormick. Do, people of the world, this is the woman who she legalized, or she got the like birth control approved by the FDA. This is global, like <laughs> life altering work. And you're being compared to her. I mean, that's a big ass deal. That's crazy. But it's because you finally, you saw this problem and you also saw the solution, but then had the drive or the force. I don't know how you did what you did, but you, you're pulling this thing off <laughs> with you. Nana. It's going to change the whole world. So I got to know, like, how do you feel? That's a lot of pressure, first of all. How do you feel? <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. <laughs> When I read the article, I was like, damn. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, it's big. Even you say, and it makes me sweat. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's also kind of, uh, Ayahuasca showed me this 10 years ago. She was like, you know, you want to be a rock star? This is how rock stars mm -hmm. do. Go and introduce a new field of medicine. You know the truth. You yeah. know the use of this medicine, which, which is excuse you have now not to do so. And I was like, it cannot be, I'm deluded. I'm not getting the message right, you know? And then a couple of years, I was kind of dismissing. Every time I was coming, I was like, no, 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 this is my ego. I'm you got the wrong girl, I was. And then he made a move that was actually kind of an, um, in the argument, it was unbeatable. And um, she made the Pope quit, or like at least in the story, when the Pope became the Pope, and the Pope is an Argentinian politician with a background in chemistry, and my background is in politics. Oh. So I knew of this man. He was a very revolutionary, progressive man. Um, that is even, I'm going to drop a bomb here, but uh, it's even, it's, it's been said at home that he tried ayahuasca on his 30th. Um, oh, no way. Hill. And so Ayahuasca kind of in my talks with her, she's like, now which excuse you have that the Pope became the Pope? You don't see there a window to help we define which are ancestral medicines and which are drugs. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess you're fair enough. And so since the Pope became the Pope in 2013, is that I step up to serve Fibromyo DMT, the most, most potent natural psychoactive compound that they call um, the God molecule. The God it's, molecule. Uh, and so I've been now seven years down this road at this time, at this point in time, to set up a company that advanced the mission to scale this medicine in a safe and effective manner. It is important. So the Pope then cannot say no. He's like, okay, you know, yeah. have, you know, <laughs> a solution, that scale. And you know, as it happened in the US when he said, who am I to judge? in regards to get marriage, then legislation change, mm -hmm. right? So it's important to understand the weight that also religious belief have over legislation, right? Oh, 100%. It's been happening recently, actually, uh, Forbes published it, that um, the investment fund of the Church of England, a $10 billion fund, invested on a cannabis company. 
And when they ask them how, they say, wait, like the Bible doesn't have any position <laughs> against plants. Right. It's and been so, so stigmatized. It's, a, it's our minds. We've made this prison of our own, but it's blowing open. And, and the time has come because, you know, the, the, the earth, even now with the pandemic, is like, guys, I need a break, <laughs> you know? So, uh, and I think that plants kind of have that as well. You know, when, when you consume them, it calms your mind, therefore it calms your body, it makes you kinder. It's like, it's important to, it's like to address the inner world. How come no one ever told us how our inner world should look like mm -hmm. right it's kind of limbo <laughs> and it actually mental illness it is kind of limbo and so imagine that you are feeding first of all you have no order there is no ritual as we always used to have mm -hmm. that gives a certain order like when you have a kid or you have a dog you have to give them certain order to do things because if not it's like chaos right well We've never been educated in the way, in this way in the mind. And the rituals and the practices create this kind of order first. Then if you are feeding them drugs that exacerbate, you know, and expand the ego, kind of sugar, coffee, cigarette, cocaine, right? Instead of those medicines that nourish it. And that also all the external, basically, entheogen compound. And entheogens, I mean, is a naturally occurring compound that reveals the God within. That is exactly mm -hmm. the definition, as in Wikipedia, of this Greek world. And the, the, the point that they have is, we have these hormones, these receptors also inside. So with cannabidol, we have even in our womb, we have cannabidol receptors. What? Right. That's crazy. And in your brain too. So when you take these, we even have DMT inside our brain. Mm -hmm. Right, and so all these compounds that they are legalized as they're classified as illegal, we have inside our body now. They're literally living in us now. Yeah, so literally, we are drugs. The good ones. <laughs> the good ones. <laughs> so why wouldn't we take these plants? It's like divine. They carry this divine intelligence that, just like you said, it like it almost like turns on the own intelligence in us. That's what I learned from ayahuasca was all this shit I already had inside me. I learned nothing new. I just took off stuff that was never mine to carry in the first place. But this, the, the ketamine to me is so, so, so like you said, because it is legal here. It's like there's constraints. All the plant medicine, my, my wish for the world, I hope and I pray and I think, I actually believe that one day there will be more plant medicine places in places like the United States where it's safe and legal to do these ceremonial like rituals. Yeah. But right now we can work with what we have, which is, is ketamine. Yeah. And what, what's the other one that you can work with? So one that is really important is CBD. That is oh, the, CBD. So CBD is also legally national-wise is the non-psychoactive compound of cannabis. So the plant has two main healing compounds. One is THC, that is one, the one that is psychoactive that activates the mind in this way. And then you have the CBD that is kind of a body high. So it doesn't make you high in your brain. It's just basically, it's really good for the body and has, it creates homeostasis. So it helps the body regulate itself. So for instance, since the moment that we get our period, this is key that every woman, even after post-menopause, they take CBD as a supplement. It really helps regulate our, our hormonals. Even when you are going through menopause, it helps with the hot flashes, with the mood, mm -hmm. with the sleep, you know, with the um, arthritis, with the pain. It helps in so many ways. And so the way that you take it is you put it some drops under your tongue, sublingual, and you keep it there for a while and then you swallow and you can take it in the morning, you can take it at night, you can take a lot and there is no problem. You don't trip, if you know what I mean. And yeah. so because we, we have it in our womb, it really like help also regulate all the kind of difficulties that as women we go every month when we get the period, when we lose the period, after we, you know, all the process of our womanhood, CBD is basically a supplement that we should take every day. It's also for pain, you know, for inflammation. It has over 
50 different healing properties that are quantified. I sleep better when I'm on, I do a high quality, a high strength CBD and I sleep so much better, but yeah, I'm not getting high. (laughs) Not at all. Exactly. And so that is kind of where I think one has to be clever and well-educated and this is also legal national wise. So there is no uh, excuse of why not to know. And there is a lot of information. So it's C, B of beautiful and D of Disney, (laughs) CBD. Just Google healing properties of CBD. That is like, I would say a must. And then the ketamine, um, there is actually a great ketamine clinic in, um, in Utah that is um, SLC um, ketamine clinic. Um, and basically, uh, I think that that is, you know, the Robert Himestra is the doctor. Um, and it's basically the clinic that you have available there. And you can do intramuscular uh, ketamine. And so that is a very, um, it's kind of a ceremony of profound, right? Really? Be in a medical environment, you can go and see Robert Simestra and say, you know, that Florbolini sent you there. And they have a protocol that we approve, you know, that we've been looking for that is also progressive dosing, kind of the technique that I introduced in the space. So slowly, slowly, you go in getting there and you have to get in treatment, right? And you have to be kind of having difficulties with depression. This is the condition for what is legal. But rather than being on antidepressants for so many years, that kind of is like, it drags you for you to try kind of not to feel the symptoms, but everything that you repress is coming somehow otherwise. And the point of the depression is not just to be shut off, it's to pay attention that something needs to change. That is why depression occurs. And it's like a signal. Exactly. Something's up. Something is up that I'm not living to my full potential, that something is not okay. And so rather than try and shut the symptom with drugs, because we don't know, we don't want to know, it's like, it's kind of putting the dirt out of the carpet. There is not going anywhere, just getting worse. And so it requires a bit of courage to look to our shadow or Sometimes just to look to the things that we want to change, right? I think it's important to know how to frame things in your head. And that is kind of also the role we have with Nana is, first, there is no magic pill. Second, you have to do the work. Mm -hmm. Third, there are tools that can really help do that work. And our job at Nana is to hold your hand while you do that hardest of work. But we can provide for you that roadmap. Because once you, our process is basically, we help you wake with the experience. The experience wake you up to the reality of who we are and who we are not. <laughs> and then from there, how do I live a woke life? I'm going to slide in here really quick to let you all know that today's episode is brought to you by Mud Water. And right now you're like, what is Mud Water? Because that was my reaction too. But holy moly, you guys. This stuff is amazing. I've been drinking it for seven days straight now, one week total. And what even is it? So mud water is a coffee alternative consisting of ingredients that each are added for a specific purpose, like turmeric for inflammation, cinnamon to help suppress sugar cravings, cacao and chai for mood and energy support. They have amazing medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane added in for focus and cordyceps for physical performance chaga and reishi for immune and stress support and all of these ingredients are always 100% organic non-gmo gluten-free vegan whole 30 and kosher so mud water has one seventh the amount of caffeine that is in coffee and it gives you this natural energy and focus without the jitters and crash all while nourishing your adrenal glands and you guys the adrenals man when they are out of whack your whole body follows suit And I know this the hard way because I am in full-blown adrenal fatigue. So this is how I found mud water. When I was researching ways on how to correct it, everything was pointing to getting off of coffee and starting to get in the natural herbs and medicinal mushrooms that support and nourish the body instead of depleting it. And mud water, it just, it has all the stuff, you guys, all of it. My very favorite part is that it tastes amazing. I put a little non-dairy creamer in mine, 
with a touch of stevia and I even tried it with honey and it's just, it's good. It's like thick and frothy and it's delicious. Honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. So you can find Mudwater at mudwater.com slash woke. And water is spelled W-T-R. And you guys definitely remember to use my code. It's a discount code for 15% off. It's woke. So woke for 15% off all of their products. Plus they cover shipping. So give it a try. Um, Check them out on Instagram too. Tell them I sent you there. Now let's get back to the show. And I think that the part where it's uh, probably where my work get a bit of recognition or maybe why I'm put in this position is because not even, you know, like unless you've been doing work on the ground for a really long time, there is no way you can know about the nuances and the complexities of how really heal the mind to be cured of a condition that no one knows how to go about, right? And I think that the point is, at some point in our life, our heart gets broken. Whatever that is, in your story is completely different than in mine, but we all go through this process. I can remember my first heart broken when I was six years old in first grade in primary, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And then from that experience that it never really get addressed, we never really have tools to work that trauma that that experience create. We just keep on creating trauma around it because also the ego create a mechanism of protection that kind of becomes that personality. So that that happened to you doesn't happen again. And we just keep on collecting kind of stones that we carry in the heart. And that every time gets that personality and that protection even worse and worse and eventually creates a mental disease in whatever form it manifests for you in your own life, right? The job of Nana is to understand how to help you first assess where you are at, identify if you can, where that happened, how do we help you even identify where that first stone got in there, or, and if you don't, it's okay. Then we use the experience when we go in there with those questions, and normally the experience reveal to you, give access to, right, the heart, and then from that place, when we get out of it, we already have worked together in this roadmap to understand then how, based on what you need, you are going to make all these steps to start changing all these different habits that you need to rephrase, you know, in your head, in your life, in your mind, to actually live and thrive and have a healthy life. And so what we've seen is that people from minus 10, let's say I cannot wake up from bed, goes to zero, I don't qualify anymore for the depression very quickly. And there you can get from zero to plus 10, which is now keep on working because it's the same protocol that doesn't change. It's a complex protocol, right? That combines, you know, lifestyle medicine, coaching, tailor-made supplementation, you know, a a lot of like human empowerment and the simplification. It's a full-time job. Mm -hmm. to change your whole life and to do all these practices of being woke right but the that's kind of the only way to get out the trap of being alive that is asleep of not knowing really yes and to doing everything the other way of what (laughs) it should be you know so how do i the first step is identifying the wild elephant and before even you just experience yourself outside of your head you also need to know okay where am i at really what broke my heart over and over again you know go and heal that and western medicine there is just not even place where the heart is located and psychology it just deal with the mind doesn't deal with the heart so oh yes you're doing both you you merge mind and heart right and then you hold their hand right so first it's like exactly it's like that's why we call it a new field of medicine you cannot it's not psychedelic medicine it's not in the psychedelic it's in basically the psychedelic produce the opportunity of transformation because it plugs your heart to the power so that's why we call it a new field of medicine is you cannot make a square fit in a circle right Mm -hmm. and so this is a circle we need the heart at the core of this experience and so you have to create a new canvas it's completely different so that's what we are doing first is we are including the heart into the medical equation 
men don't really know how to deal with emotions <laughs> in the best of ways. But this is why we women know mm-hmm. exactly because this is our world. We talk about them. We know how to do it. And so this is kind of, that's why Nana, only women serve medicine. Oh, I didn't know that. So the yeah. women are the facilitators. Yeah. Wow. And so like, it, 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 even like the, facil- the, the, the part of the facilitation happens at the clinic or happens sometimes at home, depending where you're at and the legislation um, that you are under. But in essence, what we believe is like women naturally have this maternal instinct inside. It's like a software that comes with the womb, right? Mm-hmm. And so from that place, we know how to hold you in there, how to be gentle. Normally, we never overdose. We are like so much more um, naturally uh, capable from a biological perspective to do this work. And so men, of course, are involved. We have like actually inside the company so many work working with us. It's just different roles for different people, right? And so it's kind of introducing the priestess role back in society, you know? And so the, the nana, even though that you go to a clinic, um, the idea is like, as we go, there are clinics that we endorse and that we work with. So our patients are greeted in the clinic by the nana because the challenge we have at hand is that FDA doesn't regulate on the experiential component of these medicines. So there is no a specification of how the set and setting should be, you know, oh. like how do you hold people in there? So most ketamine clinics are anesthesiologists. And so they don't know. Actually. Like an anesthesiologist, like you right. go and get surgery and the, that guy yeah. is giving. <laughs> right. And so normally they make you pass out. And so yeah. I was like, oh, actually, you know, you are awake. We don't know what to do with you while you are in this place. And fair enough, because unless you have tried these medicines, there is no way you can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so right now in a ketamine clinic is a nurse that does the administration you need a doctor a phone call away and in essence the nana is that woman that been where you are at right that and yeah. so a woman that has been you know in the process of healing herself and she used these tools can support someone else in doing the same way better than a doctor in psychiatry and psychology that never tried these drugs like my mom right mm-hmm. so my mother is a Freudian doctor, you know, she ran whole hospitals in Argentina, you know, mental health for the government. Still, she has no way of relating to that. Now, recently, actually, she started exploring, right, after a big 15 years of, like, mom. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting to understand that um, kind of um, the construction of how Western medicine happened is not really the female vi- vision of how healing happened. Uh, we see it a holistic approach that is heart-based center. And so when you address the heart, then you can eventually heal the mind. But you cannot heal the mind without addressing the heart. That's why, yeah. in essence, you know, they don't know how to tackle all these mental epidemics, right? And at the same time, the lack of meaning in life is real and this is kind of the underlying problem it's like why am i here what is this supposed to be to go and pay bills and every day and just follow rules that they've been imposed that doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. and so it takes courage to question everything we've been told to believe i think that these medicines give you that courage no doubt that is the one thing that i see repeat and repeat itself um but at the same time, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, courage is not the absence of fear, but it's to stay there a bit longer. And so there's always this thing within ourselves. It's like, which kind of father when I want, want to be, right? Which kind of parent, like in general, right? Or which kind of son, or how do I want to step up for my community? There's always an altruism that comes that can inspire us to be, you know, better, to take some risk, especially when the possibility is so great of your own greatness, right? In the way that you show up for your community, for yourself, for your son, for your friends. And so I'm not going to say that it's, you know, the transformation work, it's kind of the hardest work in the world. Mm -hmm. But I think that at the same time, it's kind of harder to stay there and not give a try. And then get at the end of your life and say, what if I would have done that? So at least if not, try. I would always say, if I would have a motto, it would be try. 
try, then you know, then you can speak about your own experience. If not, you are just repeating something that someone else told you to believe. But is that really yours? Mm -hmm. And so that's the possibility, I think, that, you know, these psychoactive medicines provide today here in the U.S. We have now one that is legal, that legally with a doctor, you know, or in the medicinal context, you can have this exploration and feel how, who you are out of your mind. And just with that one experience, just even having show up with courage to try and be a better person and a better father, it makes you feel so much better of who you are when you go that at night, you know? And then maybe that's an opportunity and a possibility to start making these changes into your life and understand with a bit of education, why do I want to do a bit of movement every day or exercise in any way? It's like, that is like if I'm taking my antidepressant, but I just created within myself. Or even the study of, and this is a very controversial, but it comes very much hand in hand, um, which is sexuality, ancestrally, when we look in India or in China, you know, the Kama Sutra, and it's like there is all these ancestral forms of sexuality as a healing tool. And so, you know, the main reason of death in women in developing countries is cervical cancer. Really? And that's the highest form of orgasm we have in the womb. And the second one is the breast. Yes. Our two it's our sexual organs. organs. Yes. Wow. We can feed. <laughs> we, they give us a seed. We give a life <laughs> when we think about it, right? And then you can feed it from your own body. And that is so stigmatized. And it's like, wow. How did we, right? And so there are some things that I think is important. A disconnect. You're so right. There is a disconnect. So these things, these, this, I mean, I cannot wait for this to become global. It is. You're on the way. You're well on the way. Are there facilities open right now? Yes. There are facilities open right now. Nana is still not already not providing service in that sense. We are still, you know, like, setting up all our structure in order to mm -hmm. launch. So we is it going to be in the U.S.? It's going to launch in the U.S. first. Yes. So, but the aim is to be a solution that, you know, you can have people supporting each other all over the world. Because the truth is, you don't have to have gone to university in order to be able to support someone from the heart and to empower someone to go for it. And so kind of, when you had the experience, when you've been there, and especially with the platform, we provide the roadmap, we provide the content, kind of a micro-learning, like a curriculum, where people can know precisely what do they need to do, what do they need to change, how do they get to do that. All this part of the training, coaching, guidance is already lined up. We simplify all that complexity for you. And that translates into a platform where you do the exercise like, oh, I understand why now I may see, you know, like um, sugar as crack cocaine. <laughs> and so when you understand that sugar is actually crack cocaine, <laughs> processed sugar, you may not want to give it to your kid since he's two years old. But before you didn't know. Agreed. Yeah. And so I think that these are like the big part of... Um, as in, um, as in uh, I lost you. This is like, ah, here, yeah. Uh, these are like the part of, um, I think, the big dismystification uh, that happened when you try, right? It, and that's why they call it integration. Is well, well, you just realize that you didn't know anything about it. <laughs> right? so, that is all uh, I know about myself now is I know nothing at all, but it's all fun. I just try everything. I try to have fun now. And before I, I yearned to complete stuff and progress and do all these things. And I do that now, but in a much more lighthearted, like exploratory way. It's changed my life. It's honestly changed my life in, the, in four days. Yes. And, but it changed the way you see your life. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. then you change your life. Yes. Right? And so it's like, when the perspective changed so drastically and that's this is the biggest like realization i am not my mind and also you tap into that that exists after this body is gone so it kind of 
and that is the part where we Nana come on board. It's like to help you make sense. We know that this is where you're gonna go. We know that then you're gonna come back and like now what? <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> like hold these people. Like, what? What? And then and then you hold them. Also helping them sometimes in that decision making process. That is also not trying to tell you, you know, from the mind to try and solve the mind. Like Einstein said, you don't solve this the problem at the same level that you created it. Mm-hmm. So you just cannot solve the mind with psycho- psychoactives, you know, medicines. And I've done 15 years, even more of psychoanalysis with my mother, you know, being a Freudian. And so one session of ayahuasca was like a lifetime more. I didn't, I wouldn't have even in a whole lifetime of psychotherapy, I would have understood what I experienced in those sessions, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of the possibility, the biggest, I think, realization is to have, to find meaning in life, you know, the faith that then you don't believe, you know. Mm-hmm. No one comes and tells you what to believe. You became it, right? And so I think that that is the most disruptive, revolutionary brand proposition we can have. And that's why I dedicated the rest of my life to bring these medicines to the forefront of humanity because it's where they need to be. And it cannot be that for the greed of some few, these are medicines that are not available when people are in chronic pain. Like first 40 seconds, someone died to suicide. This is not a joke. And so at least I want to know that the day I go, I did my best to leave a legacy, you know, so that generations after generations can basically be woken to the miracle that is this life that we are right and the amazing thing as well is like it's kind of releasing butterflies to the skies because (laughs) one time is enough for you to know who you are and then yes providing the system you know the platform with the resources so people know how to introduce these lifestyle practices into their life is not enough with integrating the experience you also have to make the changes with this realization that you know you are it whatever it may be for you. And even if there, you didn't believe there was an it, well, you realize that you were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Or I get why Tim Ferriss has said this now. Now (laughs) I see it. I see your vision. I see the mission. I see how this is going to change the way my kids, their world when they grow up. It's not going to be as like heavy. If this, if this comes to fruition, which I believe it is, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. It will be a different world. And I think you're doing such an amazing job at it. Honestly, I I wish everyone could see her talking when she's talking. She is in, she moves her whole body. Like your words are your movements. It's all integrated into one thing. You are in it. This is it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, so many people. So I reached out to my Instagram before I talked to you and I said, I have a big, like, this is big. Give me all your questions, but I'm going to keep it a secret who, but what do you guys want to know? And this is what they said. They want to know their biggest questions are who should like, what are the contraindications who should not be going towards this type of work and who should well, depends, I think. Um, in, this, in the case of ketamine, what I would say is just go to the doctor and get them assess you, right? Because with ketamine, because it's medicinal grade, you are like over, um, it's not an over-the-counter, but you have to go to a clinic and you get assessed and there is psychological support around it. And so in there, you can get assessed by the doctor. But I think that if you are, you know, with prescription medicine, for the rest of plants, medicines, there is always contraindication, right? Because then it can create kind of that chemical imbalance in your brain. Mm -hmm. But with ketamine, it actually can be a great replacement to get you out of those, you know, SSRIs that they are just bad. It can be helpful for a tiny bit of time in a very specific content and you just use it, you know, like like a surgeon would do. Mm-hmm. really carefully you introduce him really careful you take them out right but no more than six months it just can be 
for years in a drug that is not sustainable to your body because then it keep on failing other things and then they keep on topping and topping up and then you end up in four different drugs and suddenly you are under psychotic medication. That's happened to my husband. Right. Literally that exact same thing happened to him. Yeah. Almost so killed is, him. You know, but this is the thing of, which is, you know, there is a point where you know you are just not on a good track and that is not going to end up anywhere good and you have to take it back into your hands. And so what I would recommend is the possibility now with ketamine being legalized, go there, you know, go and get assessed. You, can, you are get a therapist, the therapist is going to assess you and you can then go down and you have the progressive dosing, especially with this clinic that I recommend in, in Utah. You know, you just check that they have also, which is the dose you are going to give me. Don't blast me directly into the full dose. Take me there slowly and progressively so I can understand. It's like, you know, when you go in really cold water, you go slowly. You don't go and jump directly, you know, because if not, you get out running. But slowly, slowly going there and just getting into this, it's, it's kind of a waking up to a different reality. And therefore, I think that it's always important to know if you are in SSRIs for more than six months, you have to find an alternative because that is going to tend to go downhill in most of the cases because it's just not sustainable to the body and the side effects even can make you suicidal. Mm -hmm. And so if you are taking antidepressant and then they make you feel even worse, you think that it's even something worse with you, but it has nothing to do with you. Just that we are really under bad drugs, kind of. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so so a lot of people are wondering if this is like, is ketamine like, because I gave my ayahuasca story, so mine was completely, I mean, psychedelic, fractals, all the things, yeah. living in this dream-like reality. This is, ketamine is not like that, but you get a sense of well-being, right? Or do you see, do you see things? Do you, do you have visions? Or is it more like therapy? It's so, in the, it's so independent. It's, it really variates uh, with the person, right? It's like it's very, um, people that report really different things. Um, I also haven't, I always been very mindful of chemical compounds, kind of, especially I saw in ketamine a lot of recreational use, which can be very addictive. So I never really explore with it so much. Definitely it's way easier. Um, the experience that with plants, with psychedelic plants, you kind of have to do work, right? It's mm -hmm. like going to the gym. They show you your darkness. They show you your light. You got to surrender. <laughs> you have to surrender. But it's kind of going to the gym, right? It's like that is where you get stronger and, and you grow. Um, that's why the transformation happened, right? It's not just effortless. Oh, I do nothing. I just take pills and life gets started. It's like, no. Uh, unfortunately it just doesn't work that way but um, I think that you know the possibility that ketamine produces it really helps kind of release a bit the, the pressure you know the stress and so kind of in that release it allows to just have a breath of air and allows to start have some motivations to start doing the things that are really good for you and so it's kind of a combination of things you know the way of your diet well, if you're eating sugar all day, that is everything that makes you rise artificially is going to crash you after, you know? Mm -hmm. Everything has a, a, an expense. Uh, and so I think that just being mindful of all these, even intuitively, we know that there are certain things sometimes that they are not okay. Mm -hmm. Or things that we are doing that we know are not serving our highest self. So that softer voice, that I felt it for the first time with ayahuasca and I was like, oh, this is my soul, right? But until that time, I've never really was conscious that I had this voice within because it was so, you know, silent compared to my loud mind, right? <laughs> and so I think that this is the possibility that we have to realize we are not our mind, you know, we are a three but three-part part. So we have body, we have mind, we have heart or soul or spirit or whatever these three components you want to call it or you feel comfortable calling it, right? And so these medicines, these psychoactive medicines, these plant natural-based medicines connect us with that part within us. So just to know that it's our own responsibility to find the means and the ways to get connected there. And for some others, maybe 
I go for a run, I do yoga, I make love, or you know, I meditate. All these things that I'm describing create the same hormones inside, like yeah. if you're taking an SSRIs, but it's natural and with no side effects. But no one teach you that, right? No. No. It's not known. What you're just describing to me is what so many people ask me about, which is how do you know if you have the call to explore these things? And that is everything you said is the call. That little, like that curiosity, just wondering about it. That's the call. Then the the research is the next step. And then you just get quiet and you feel, okay, maybe I want to go this route. But it is, no one is going to do this stuff for you. It has to be an internal choice and knowing a decision and then ultimately a commitment that it, that, like you said, it takes a lot of courage because also, no one can tell you what comes up. And also the commitment of, I'm not staying where I'm at. The commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, that I want to, just the, the, the ambition or the strive to say, I expected something more for my life. I, I strive to be happy or that it's like, what would you do if you could not fail? Some people never even allow themselves the thought of that, mm-hmm. right? And it's just so important to understand it's our dream anyway. And so whatever you believe, you're right. If you believe you can, if you believe you cannot, you are right. So may I rather go and be all I've ever wanted to be. But the truth is, it's way scary. <laughs> it's way more scary that you actually can become all you wanted. That's and the scarier that, part than failing. Like, I what know. if you succeed? Holy shit. What Holy if you have a That is really scary. <laughs> Let me tell you. But, you know, at the same time, then it's kind of, or at least I try to tell to myself, Lord, just get out of your own head. People clearly need to hear this. And this is what I tell to myself when I am like mindful of, oh, I public speaking and I have to start doing all these things. And even just that, you know, before the fortune piece, I kind of was also approached before and I never wanted to tell my story in this way. And there was a moment that I couldn't procrastinate anymore mm-hmm. for different reasons, you know, that I was kind of confronted and and Jeff, the journalist of Fortune, he kind of, I, I did it off the record first, just to inform him of what was important he knew mm-hmm. before writing such a big story, you know? And by the end of it, it's like, I have to include you. I cannot not include you. I was like, no. And he's like, please, it's important. I it can't... is important. That's how I got connected. It wasn't Nana. I thought, oh, that's cool. But I connected with you. I was like, this girl, African shaman from Argentina, who is you hooked me. I was like, who is this girl? But yeah, you're, you're a fundamental part of this, this. And I think that at least if there's something I can say is like, if I could teach myself these things, any woman can. And that is the principle also that is the mission of Nana is like as an empowerment, female empowerment movement, every woman has it inside. Regardless of the profession that we've chosen, any woman can step up to provide care at the scale of their community. Any woman, you don't need to be a trained psychologist to help someone believe in themselves, have courage to go after their dreams, you know, and just basically to push them to be their better self. We naturally have it as mothers. And so kind of the part of, it, it's also a great antidepressant tool when you help someone else. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of have a responsibility to step up in the best possible way to be your best self. So, you know, and it's a beautiful circle of life that then you want to be better to serve better, right? And so I'm glad kind of that Ayahuasca used my friend, but she kicked my ass, you know, to like, <laughs> come on, do this work. And I was like, no, no, because it's been, it hasn't been an easy path, but you know, it's, there's a lot of stigma. So you kind of catch a lot of punches for what just yeah. people don't know and they project onto you and so forth. And it's okay. Ignorance. The ignorance, they yeah. don't know. But exactly, and that is the part where one tries not to take it personal, even though it hurts, you know, but we still try our best. Uh, but the important thing is like to dedicate my life with the example that is just to know that someone lived better because of you. It's just enough reason to have the courage and the power to endure the hard, you know, of this journey. And I really encourage this to women in general. It's like we have it inside. 
I tested with all my girlfriends. I would put them also, you know, I would serve and I would put them to take space and hold space and I would look and they were all doing the same that I would have done. So I'm like, oh, we, this is, it's like, and again, there's nothing special about me. I just went for it. And I know that this same message that I get, many other get it as well. It's not that ayahuasca only that load this information for me. I just think that I had the free will to go for it instead of the free want, dismiss the message or keep on dismissing the message. There was a point that I'm like, okay, I think I, I have to do something about it, right? And that was my choice. And so if, if there's something I can say is that it's really like try, you know, Let nature loves courage. So when you show up for life, not knowing what is there, but you jump, the net show up and it's kind of a trampoline that catapults you, you know, into a bed of, I wouldn't say, you know, it's like a bed of feathers, you know, that you just land in places that you couldn't even dream that your life would become, you know, like a masterpiece, a work of art. And so it's it's custom, a custom life. Exactly. It's your life. Exactly. It's your own creation. It's like, um, you know, it's creative living every day. And so that proposition of what would you do if you could not fail, you know, and if you had everything in, and we create that with the imagination in our head, that's where it starts. And so always follow your passion, always follow your bliss, like the things that your heart, like kind of, that's the guidance. That's where your gift is, right? Where you would do what you would do for free, what, how that look like. And then try to be a business around it. And what I've noticed is that for women, for a lot of us, it's around love. It's around that, right? It's a love care. And, and connection. Yes. And so in connection and care is this maternal instinct, even though the recipient may not be your kid, right? And so more than ever today, the world needs that this role that we women can step up to do is a woman that leads spiritually men, not the other way around. And so from that place, we have an opportunity today for women to step up and guide, first of all, as sisters support each other, right? And then from that place of kind of wonder women power, it's like then you just go and love these men, hold them, help them. It doesn't have to be your men to do that work. Is not sexual, it's maternal, right? Nana is actually one of the, it's a deity, like a semi-god. It's an energy, in, you know, like a in quantum physics, like an energy matrix in, in African shamanism. It's like a very gentle, nourishing, maternal energy that comes to us. Nana, the Nana, word like Nana. Nana, that is the oh. name of the deity, right? In African shamanism, that is at the highest form of initiation within IFA, that is, you know, um, IFA divination system is where I initiated. Um, that, by the way, is a proclamation of the UNESCO as a masterpiece of humankind, right? And so when you start digging a bit and looking, um, this was initially also in Africa, female religion. And, and, you know, it's all about the womb and the creation and this form of energy that um, we really need right now. The world really needs more gentleness, more kindness, and we have it within us, in our gender. So I would say that what we women need to, to understand is that we don't need to ask for power anymore. We just take it. Oh, uh, oh that's so good. <laughs> and that power is not competing to man. It's not bringing that energy that they naturally have. Our strength is completely different, right? And that is the beauty dance that we have between female and masculine, right? But we women need to learn how to be a female, how feminine look like. And it's not, that's why I don't really believe in feminism. We are not fighting out against anything. Agreed. Yeah. Girl, I'm leaving it at that. You just preached for it. I thought I'd have to like interview you. No, you just came on. <laughs> Oh, you said so many good things in there. Nature loves courage. That was one. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for all my listeners, I'm going to put her bangers all up in the show notes. Find Nana. It's nanaheels.com, right? Dot org.com? Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. coming soon. Um, okay. New website coming soon as well. 
And I cannot wait for this, this vision to come to life. It's happening. It's well on its way, but you are, I am so, I mean this, this is an honor for me to get to talk to you. I know that this is this big right now, but in our, in the scale of the world, this is is changing the game. Thank you so much. I think you're so beautiful that this is my favorite conversation I've had. (laughs) Where else can they find you if they're interested in looking you up? Uh, Instagram is Flor Bolini, um, Facebook, Florencia Bolini. My email is flor at nanahills.com. Okay. Um, I'm just an enter away wherever I go. <laughs> okay, my dear, this was so lovely. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye.